Um, well, yeah, this is episode two of Cigarette Juice and Pizza. <laughs> I've got Jesse here with me to hey talk guys. about mindfulness, spirituality, mindful practices, and yeah. meditation. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess I'll start off by introducing how I became aware of mindfulness, which um, was introduced to me by the Midmi- Midnight Gospel. Yeah, the Midnight Gospel was definitely my introduction into um, that stuff too. After I um, watched through it, it came up on my recommended, the um, exact podcast part of Duncan Trussell and his mom. Yeah. And, you know, spoiler alert, um, the part where they were experiencing birth, life, and death together. Yeah. And they were talking about crying is the best release of pain. Yeah. And I went through the comments and I, I found out that his mom had passed away. And that struck really yeah. deep for me because it just, you know, it was emotional. It was a very emotional show and a very emotional episode of Duncan Trussell's podcast so that kind of got me into Duncan Trussell's podcast yeah Duncan Trussell's podcast the Duncan Trussell family hour that podcast is probably my favorite one ever it's a it's a little different from the Netflix show but it's definitely um it definitely awakens you to Duncan's world definitely yeah It, it kind of shows you what it's like to be Duncan in a way he in one of the first episodes you showed me he talks about his breakup with his girlfriend and like it's amazing that he can talk about such like major subjects on his podcast i think that's beautiful yeah it's something that i aspire to and it's probably um i'm gonna bring on uh my ex to talk about how i fucked up (laughs) (laughs) oh no like i'm going balls deep on this Mm. why not Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll definitely make people be able to uh, relate to... Yeah, understand who you are, I guess. That too, but people who probably are going through breakups as well... Oh, yeah, yeah. ...who have messed up, that too, and probably even on the receiving end, seeing what it's like being from the... on the other side. Yeah. But yeah, back to mindfulness... Since that is a completely different topic mm, there. Yeah, that's, that's for another day. Yeah, that's definitely for another day. Um, yeah, meditation is actually really good. I find it very difficult to meditate. I, I kind of sit in my room alone. Just I fold my legs sometimes and I just, I really, I try to let go of every single thought that comes like into my mind. It's very difficult to let everything go because your mind is always so engaged on every single detail in life. Yeah. It just constantly reminds you of, oh, did you put the stuff in the dryer? Oh, did you say that to that person? Oh, did you do this? Did you do that? And you're just kind of like in that storm of ideas and it sucks. Like, how does this person feel about me? It's sort of like... It's really hard to let go, but I have let go once, and it's it's really intense, but calming and tranquil at the same time. 
It's it's the force that we experienced. Yeah. Of letting go, not being able to keep yourself. And that was probably because we stayed up all night and forgot about everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I, it's sort of lonely when you meditate. Do, do you feel alone when you meditate? Not really. Um, I mean, I'm physically alone most of the time because yeah, I'd rather so. be by myself when I meditate. Yeah, I think everyone would. In a sense, yeah, but there's also this um, practice where you go and meditate for just 10 days straight and you're not allowed to talk, you're not allowed to smoke cigarettes, you're not allowed to have uh, coffee, and you're not allowed to, you know, masturbate, and you can't talk to anyone, and you just have to meditate all the time. And, you know, it gets really noisy in your head, and I find that happens to me very often when I try to, you know going to lucid dreaming my mind just starts i start hearing everything that my brain is just putting into my head and that is what is the tough part about meditating that you it just gets really noisy in there yeah it it does the bug on my laptop you can screw yourself more on the um, topic of sort of group long meditation sessions, have you ever wanted a guru or someone to guide you through the path of mindfulness? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. That would um, be something that I'd definitely be really keen to try. I want to go to India after I've studied music tech and kind of find someone that can create a path in my headspace that sort of opens up a tunnel where I can let thoughts and emotions just flow so I can really step back and take a look at what I'm doing and how I'm feeling yeah to definitely um, reconnect with what you think but also what you are Because the thought, you shouldn't really identify yourself with what you think because your brain is essentially just a tool. It's just like your hand. It's just there to do something. It's not who you are. And having a guru is like, they can't open the door for you. They can only show you the way. That's a quote from The Matrix that I really love. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. I just feel like it would be so great to have someone that knows how to clear they know how to clear their head so they can teach you the techniques that they use to clear their head and you come to that conclusion yourself when you feel spaciousness and safe in your own head that is what meditation is it kind of teaches you how to put your head in that you know your mind into that one direction that you want it to go like you know if you want to go out and do something, um, you're going outside to go and do that. For example, if you're going out to see, you know, the sunrise, yeah. and, you know, you're going out there to do that, and if you get distracted along the way, that is kind of what meditation prevents. It prevents you from 
getting lost along the way to what you want to think about. Yeah. I, I just want to take a second to say that this rain on this garage rooftop is actually beautiful. Yeah. Like, it's great. It's not too heavy like it was a few minutes ago. Yeah, it's the perfect kind of ambience for a podcast, I reckon. Yeah, me too. Kind of another one of the reasons why I decided to come out into the garage. Yeah. Despite, you know, um, wanting my privacy. Yeah. Because I'd really rather be um, just in the one-one conversation. Yeah. Because then you can actually develop that conversation without having to be paranoid on, oh, is someone listening to me? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's sort of weird that you say that because we have a lot of people or... Hopefully soon we'll have a lot of people listening to this. Yeah. I mean, I already have, like, quite a few downloads from the first yeah, episode, yeah. which is quite insane. Y- you've already gained quite a following. I've seen a lot of, like, story posts and shares. It's amazing. It's really good. I know, right? That's kind of the importance of friendship, that friends mm. will always be there to help you. And I'm really grateful for everyone who is a listener, because everyone who is a listener slash subscriber or anyone who really downloaded my first episode they are helping me get to you know be able to get paid sponsorships it's awesome being able to like broaden your horizon you know you can think about the bigger picture now that you've got a small following you can kind of build off of that and hopefully gain more fans and like you said hopefully make some money out of this hobby because it's it's insane it's really fun yeah that's that's the thing about it like when i was going out to buy this blue yeti because like i hadn't slept all night on the first day and i decided oh yo man i'm gonna rock up to noel leeming and i'm gonna buy this speaker and i asked my bro at about eight in the morning yo could you cash me out 200 bucks i'm gonna go down and buy the speaker to make my epic podcast a reality and he was like sure man why not we talked about video games along the way and how he doesn't have any friends and he enjoys being (laughs) (laughs) yes i mean he knows it and he he loves his life of you know just playing video games and being by himself which is that like, acceptance is insane. Yeah. He he's happy like that. And That's great. he doesn't give a shit. And after That's it, so important. I love the term, just not giving a shit. Yeah, that was going to be the name of this podcast yeah. until I decided that I wanted it to be more funky. Yeah. Anyway, back to the story. No leaming. Yeah, so I got on the bus. I think I took the wrong bus. <laughs> <laughs> then I got to the airport, and I was chilling there, and I was like, dude, I'm about to go do sacred work. This has been... <laughs> this is everything that yeah, my life has yeah. been waiting for. Oh, and man, that's great. I rock up to, like... Um, the mall, Northlands, yeah. and I couldn't find the Noel Leeming for about two hours. <laughs> two hours? Yeah, I was in lost. The <laughs> yeah, I was lost in the mall. Jeez. And even the, the funnier part was Noel Leeming and Northlands and just being lost. It all sounded the same to me. I just couldn't yeah. be fucked yeah. thinking. I was just in that one mindset. I have to go get this speaker. And I finally found a place at Northlands where they had um, Wi-Fi that I could connect yeah. to, and I screenshotted um, the map, and I went up to Noel <laughs> Leeming, map. 
yeah. the map of the mall. No, the map of, um, you know, the direction to No Leaming from oh, Northlands. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You weren't in the mall. Was No Leaming in the mall? No. Okay. No, it was oh. up in uh, Northlink or something like that. Yeah, Northlink. I, um... I applied for a job there, but they declined me, unfortunately. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Getting a job is kind of like, you have to have connections to everything. Yeah, that's kind of why I hate um, the, you know, the way how things work at the moment. People don't really apply you for what you are. When, yeah. when, you, when you're a teen, mainly, they, it's just luck or connection. Mm. And a lot of the jobs that people get are because of their parents. And that's something my dad did, doesn't understand. Yeah. Is that um, all of my mates that have jobs have gotten jobs because of their parents or because they were lucky. Yeah. I feel like because my dad's a manager, he's had like a huge influence on my ability to get a job. And therefore, it also affects the people I work with because he knows the manager that I work under. So it's kind of like... It's an awkward respect kind of loop where I guess my dad expects my manager to respect me, but he's my manager. Like, I kind of want him to give me jobs and tell me what to do in this sense where I get bored. And yeah, yeah, it's sort of like yeah. time passes faster when you have a job to do. That's true. It's oddly weird that when you're super busy, time just flows really quick and i've noticed this way more that i actually do so much shit now i draw way more yeah i i plan my podcasts and i'm pretty much talking all the time at this point yeah with everyone yeah so yeah my time has kind of started passing really quick and when i go out you know to do whatever the crap i used to do when I did nothing, which was essentially the only thing I looked forward to was going outside. Mm. And um, when I did that, it kind of made time pass way slower when I went outside to, you know, quote unquote, have fun. Mm. It's weird. I sort of remind myself that, wow, this is 4 p.m. and I'm doing this right now. And then a couple hours later, you know, I'll be doing something else and it's sort of like time travel in a way yeah what is time i mean time is a concept created by people yeah. it's just like you know i think it's pretty stupid yeah it's, it's it's just how long it takes before we decay and what those uh, what do you call it, like markers those ah oh, shit points. i forgot the word yeah the points in your life yeah are defined by time if we didn't have time, it would just sort of be like... Uh, it's hard to say what it would be like without time because you can't say, like, a few years you'll die because years is a measurement of time. Yeah, I mean, years and days makes sense to me because, yeah. like, you know, one year is, like, we spin around the sun. Yeah. One day is, you know, it gets day and then it's night and, you know, it's the cycle of day and night. Yeah. But, you know, months, minutes, milliseconds, <laughs> who the fuck needs that? And I talked with Jack about this and he yeah. was like, months and, uh, you know, weeks and shit like that are just made to tell people to fuck off 
You know, they're like, yeah. oh yeah, you can work for us for six months and then you can go screw yourself. Yeah. That's why we have measurements of time and it's also to like get the perfect, you know, I don't know, it's kind of a sciencey thing. Like for yeah. the science, I get why you would need time, but in our everyday life, it just kind of, what's the word, mechanizes everything? Yeah, exactly. It, like yeah. it's like cogs in our life. If time stopped, then there'd be no point in doing anything, I guess. You'd just work forever and pay off your mortgage. Dude. Which is what you were talking about in the first episode. Yeah, the, the grind. Yeah, the grind, the daily grinds. I wonder, time makes that harder. Yeah. I wonder what the... um. We have these old checkout ladies at the warehouse... And they've worked there for 20 years of their life. Holy which is, fuck. Yeah. Can you imagine working under the same person, the same job, same checkout, same shitty, toxic customers every single time for 20 years? Every single, what, six days a week, five that days a week? That sucks. Yeah. And I wonder what that does to your mindset. Because there's no way they can become like... You become insane. You become yeah, a Yeah, you're robot. a robot. You, yeah, exactly. You just work for money. And I bet they haven't even paid off their mortgage or anything. Dude. Yeah, how it's insane is that? It's such a waste of life. I, I hate saying... Years. Yeah, I hate saying a, a waste of time because they've obviously got their reasons to do it. Yeah, they do. I, I respect that. I respect they have their reasons, but I feel like they could be doing so much more like they could I'm sure you could get another job working checkout somewhere else just to experiment but they're kind of locked in this retail loop where they work under the same person same hours it's sort of it's everything's defined by time and it's it's scary to think about that these people get trapped in time loops and work their lives away just to pay off their mortgage and all their bills yeah, that is just something I can't imagine doing. And that's why I love the um, the art kind of industry. Yeah. Even though the art industry is kind of a very rigged one as well, like everything in society, um, it is the only thing that kind of has freedom. Yeah. And even with, like, you know, stand-up comedians, you know, you can't record on your phone when you go to a stand-up show because they go there and say, like, thank you for looking, like, so confused. Yeah, yeah, I was confused. confused, yeah. Yeah. Like, why is that a thing? Um, Because, like, they say really um, probably offensive stuff. Yeah. Like, there was someone who was talking about, you know, politics and shit like that. And how, you know, some people are just incompetent politicians don't really want to get into it, into that because I already have to deal with um, my dad being a politics freak. So um, they can't record that. Uh, yes, please. They can't record it just because they say offensive stuff and because, you know, you have to pay to go to those. So people just can't record it for themselves. Yeah. Um... I was listening shit. I was listening to one of Duncan's episodes. I don't know if you could hear me. I was listening to one of Duncan's episodes and he was talking about art and how behind we are compared to technology and science and the artistic world cuz everyone like copyrights still a thing. But why are things yeah. copyrighted? Why do you care if your art gets taken? 
It just it's, means someone's liked your art. Exactly. It's an expression of yourself. And if other people admire that expression, why do you care? Unless, unless I can understand if they're trying if they're to gaining make from yeah. your yeah if they're gaining from your sort of artwork I can understand that but like uh, that is why I was a bit more careful with um, the speaker yesterday yeah um, because of you know goodbye moonman from the Rick and Morty shit um, that I had it a little what, bit what, louder. What's this about? The first episode, um, in the beginning, uh, mm. Goodbye Moonman was playing. Oh. Oh, for copyright music. Yeah. Right. And right, right, right. I, I actually was smart enough to read through all of the terms and conditions of, you know, Spotify copyright stuff and being a artist slash podcaster and releasing yeah. shit there. Um, I did not really want to be that kind of dumbass to not read through the terms and conditions and yeah, then get banned yeah. or, you know, strike Lose all of your progress just because some dumb Moonman song was playing at the start of your first episode. Exactly, and that's why I lowered down the volume and I was talking all the time, so... Yeah. You couldn't really... You'll be fine, there's no way. Yeah. It, it should be alright. Like, I highly doubt that whoever made Goodbye Moonman would be pissed off about that. Like, I was literally yeah. talking about how pointless school is and how pointless the grind is mm -hmm. and how pointless sexism and racism are. So, yeah, it should be fine. Yeah. So yeah, the copyright thing, if they are trying to make money from, you know, your art, I'd be really pissed off if someone was making more money from my art than I was making, and yeah. I understand why copyright is a thing. But uh, I mean it in the sense that, like, artists should be getting, not communism, but artists should be getting paid what they deserve without copyright. We shouldn't have people trying to steal yes. art pieces. Like, why would you resell something that's not yours? That's such a scummy thing to do. And especially if it's art. I mean, that's someone's vision. This is someone's creation that they've made in their mind. That is someone's internal world expressed yeah. through, you know... Any means. Music. Any yeah. Music, anything. art. Every single, like, visual art, audio art. It's insane that people actually want to use your things for money yeah a lot of people get controlled by money and that kind of yeah rotates back to the um time loop lifestyle where you just work at the warehouse yeah. for every <laughs> fucking day yeah for eight yeah. hours for the same time it's yeah. money and people get controlled by money really yeah. easily and yeah. that is um it's what... so easy to get controlled by it though it's super yeah. easy it's because a lot of the things you want you can get them with money and a lot of people don't understand that shit like art you can't just you know throw your money away and boom a canvas that was created by you would pop up no you'd have to pay someone if you wanted to buy something like that you'd have to pay someone quite a shit load of money to get yeah, a good canvas charge a lot yeah and fair enough on that art is amazing and there are people who actually buy that kind of stuff. Not only that, but they're giving you their own art. They're giving, like they're you, giving you 
Their soul. Yeah. Exactly. Their soul. Yeah. That's a perfect description. They're actually giving you their soul. Or at least what they express is their soul. Yeah. You can, you can put a lot of emotion on a canvas. For sure. You can um, express the beauty of a singular moment through, you know, a painting or a drawing made with a pencil. Yeah. Or you could, you know, make art with the, for the kind of animation kind of way to portray, you know, certain events happening at certain times and, you know, you've got movement. It gives you the freedom of art. Yeah. And that's why art is, you know, art is unlimitedly free in the sort of, you've got freedom and acceptance in every aspect of it because everything can be art. You can literally paint an egg yeah. that is cracked and, you know, then you could put something on top of that egg and you can put everything around that egg. Like, I don't know, you could put a chicken on top of the egg and then you can show another chicken coming out of the egg to represent what came first, <laughs> the chicken or the egg. Yeah. I don't know. And that is where art amazes me so much is the acceptance it has to everything. Shit, I hope this doesn't Yeah. the audio. It's raining quite hard, if you guys can hear yeah, it's uh, actually catching quite a lot of frequency. I really um, suggest that I will lower this down. Yeah, we're just lowering the volume a bit. Okay, that should be normal. Yeah, that'll be alright, I reckon. Yeah. Anyway, we kind of strayed off from the topic of mindfulness quite a bit, but um, I feel like this conversation has been very... Uh, sort of floated around a lot. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, me too. That is kind of the great part about conversations, that they can just go off into any direction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Hmm. Meditation, mindfulness, what else? Um... Mindful and spiritual practices. Spiritual practices, right. Oh. Man, we could totally talk about the Dalai Lama right now. Oh, dude, Dalai Lama, holy shit. I, I haven't actually read the Dalai Lama. So. I've only read the um, first verse and the interpretation of it from Training Your Mind, which yeah. was about being um, foolishly selfish and wisely selfish. And by wisely selfish, they mean basically if, you know... You let someone else take care of your problems, yeah. they will take care... You'll be able to take care of theirs, and they'll be able to take care of yours. Meaning that you don't have to be forced upon your own problems, which yeah. creates, you know, the dilemma of misery. Yeah. So basically, you don't have this um, feeling of, you know, why is this happening to me? Instead yeah. of, you know, what this is happening for me. Yeah. So, basically, if you are wisely selfish, that means that you could be kind to someone else, and they'll be kind, vice versa. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think I'm ready to read the Dalai Lama yet. I, I feel like I, d I wouldn't understand it. Not only the words and the comprehensive language that they use, but also the, um, the, the real meaning, the spiritual meaning of those, uh, that collection of words, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think I dove, I dived into it too early because um, I was really, I was in a really bad place when I first read it. Yeah. And I was only caring about myself and, you know, reading something that tells you that you shouldn't be selfish and should care about others more was just kind of like, ha, well, what is this bullshit? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. What is this bullshit? But it's facts. Yeah. Essentially, it's um, a better way to live life. And um, I'm really keen after I get around that problem of mine of, you know, just being that selfish, yeah. I could probably go through the other chapters of it. I think instead of reading the Dalai Lama like a a guidebook I think I'll read it as a view an outside view on how to achieve um, a positive energy and positive aura around you I think as well. enlightenment yeah enlightenment yeah. yeah but not only within yourself but around you how to uh, create enlightenment in others the perfect equilibrium between you your social um, not status but you know, your friends, the yeah. people around you. Yeah, exactly. And, and your to, environment. Yeah, how to make those people feel safe around me and, you know, just comforted. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's what the Dalai Lama sort of talks about a lot from what I've heard about it. it yeah. It's about changing yourself in a way, but... I don't think I'm ready to change yet because I haven't accepted who I am in a way. I haven't accepted the choices I've made and to accept those choices, it's very difficult to like look, look back on yourself and say, I did that, that's me, that's my choice. I made that decision Ooh. and I, oh, I, yeah, I have to, I uh, know it's deep, eh? I have to, yeah, that kind of reminds me of um, 2.17 when I got expelled from the American College of Sophia. Yeah. Um, I don't want to dive too deep into that, but yeah. I definitely don't regret doing it anymore. Like, at the time, I was like, fuck, man, I had all of my friends there. It meant so much to me. Mm. And I lost it because of something I did. Yeah. And it was really hard to come to terms with it, but... I don't particularly care about that anymore. I am in so much of a better place now, and I think it was so much worth it because my life has been 50 times better in the span of this week. Just this week, my life has skyrocketed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's... Ah, it's so weird. I find it so difficult to come to terms with who I am. Yeah, you kind of um, learn who you are by being forced into who you are. 
yeah, being yeah, like um, molded sort of yeah and i don't know it's way easier to just to come to terms with it because trying to be someone else sucks and if you're just being yourself and you're happy with that then it's 10 times better it, it's better for yourself but you also have to be aware of your own actions and be caring for the people around you definitely yeah yeah I feel like the perfect balance of the Dalai Lama is to achieve happiness in yourself and enlightenment while being aware of your own actions and how you impact the people around you yeah that is uh, what mindfulness is about it's like um, you know it's reacting if you know how to react or you know not just react you can do something completely different instead of reacting you can create like if you're angry instead of punching the wall and making a hole in your wall that you regret later and probably you'll scare off someone who's in your room as well yeah that would be super scared of you then because like you know i have uh, i used to have quite a lot of anger management issues and i'd get super fucking mad yeah. and i'd go fuck fuck and then i'd punch everything that's in my room and i'd go around telling everyone to fuck themselves and you know that that just sucks for them and it sucks for me because i'm telling them to fuck themselves yeah and you know it's even if you're just like trying to throw out your trash and you're like oh fuck i shouldn't throw this out in the middle of the field someone will have to deal with picking it up yeah. Like, I've seen the guy who picks up the trash at school. Me now, too. Yeah, and I don't want to throw out my trash in in the field. And I'd rather just keep it there and be kind of mindful of, you know, who he is. Because he already has to deal with all of the other shitheads who are in school. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people bully him. <laughs> it's really sad. A lot of the people who do bully him will end up in a way worse situation than he is. That is just how karma works. That idea of um, cleaning up your own mess is like it's been a constant reminder of decisions in my life, sort of. Like even going to a fast food restaurant or something and you know how you get trays and you just leave like all of your shit on the table. Yeah. And then after you leave, even though you had, like, a good meal, you'll still feel like shit because someone has to clean that up. Yeah, some people are not that considerate. Yeah. Some people are just dumb enough to not realise, and they're like, oh, well, they get paid for that. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, you could make their day a little bit easier. Yeah. And a little bit less stressful by, you know, throwing out your own trash. I feel like if people interpreted, um, not literally, but sort of saw that... If you clean up after yourself, then not only are you helping other people around you, but those workers that would have to clean that up, you're sort of looking after them in a way. Yeah, definitely, because, you know, people should be kind, and not because everyone has a shit life, but just because kindness should be the general thing. Yeah, it should just being just kind be, should be normal. Yeah, like, you shouldn't just treat someone like shit, because why not? Even when there are reasons to treat people like shit, I feel like you should still acknowledge that, yeah, they did this, but 
you know, I'm controlled and I feel at ease with this person because I know that I'm aware of what they've done and I'm aware of who that kind of person is. And even though that they've made that decision, I still respect them and acknowledge that they are still human. True. I mean, everyone makes mistakes. That's something that people should know. Yeah. And forgiveness is tricky. Just like it's tricky, but I feel like you need like everyone should learn to forgive everything. Dude, not just that. I I believe it. Forgiveness should be the same like with the five stages of grief. Yeah. In the end, you should come to terms with it, and that is um. This is a reference from the Midnight Gospel again. It's, you know, forgiveness is like freeing yourself from all of that pain. It's from the fifth episode, I believe, of Goody... No, not... Trudy Goodman. Trudy Goodman. Yeah. That was not the fifth episode. I believe the fifth Wait. one... I don't remember which the ah, fifth one was. It was only episode. Was it the one with the beta llama? What? Wait, the beta llama. Trudy... Wait... The Rose? Yes. Yes, that one. Uh, you know at the start, huh? My so, booty, Trudy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a great episode. Oh, man, that was one of my favorites. Same. My all-time favorite was the, uh, the second episode with the hippos. Because of the topics they talk about. They, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to open this up. They talk about how comedians and uh, really sad and emotional novelists and authors, when they make their work, they have to be on a substance, like a drug, or they have to be drunk. Yeah. Or depressed, even depressed, just so that they can make their own content with emotion. Yeah. And they're scared to go to therapy for that. Dude, that's exactly what Max was talking about when um, we went out for that walk, that he would never um, do any kind of drugs because of the people he looked up to yeah, yeah. that were addicted to, you know... I remember that. Not, you know, physically addicted, but kind of mentally addicted to acid, just so that they can create their music. And that is definitely something that I am avoiding. Yeah. In the, in the sense of, I don't want to be sad making this, and I don't want to be drunk making this. I don't want, yeah, you don't want to be in the right mindset. Yeah, because I love doing podcasting, and yeah. I don't want to ruin it by doing the exact same mistake a lot of creators do. Yeah. Yeah, I was asked... Um, for the second episode to record it longer than the previous one because the first yeah. episode if i gotta be honest was really short mm. that's just what i was thinking i was like whoa i feel like if this was longer it could engage the audience a bit more and make them yeah. feel included this is good <laughs> yeah definitely. this is really good yeah anyway that topic of being on a substance to create uh, art and to create your original content is really depressing. Like, when you think about it. I have been there, actually, now that I uh, think about it in the terms of drawing. 
drawing yeah yeah definitely drawing i have um always wanted to get super fucked up on something and then just draw what i see because i can yeah, trace I what i, I see this. yeah and ironically enough i never drew while i was high mm. which was i'm thankful for first of all yeah because it kind of just makes me um use my own kind of wow that's a pretty fucking big moth dude holy shit look at that moth man that's huge <laughs> let me just kill it no i did not where are you cunt i'm sorry for saying the c word like i'm not in any way maybe we should just let him be just let him vibe yeah he's just vibing with us I just really hope he doesn't start annoying me. Dude, I just wish just he would sit me. still, dude. dude what, what are you, are you on? What are you chill a bit? Oh, oh my for god! Sakes. Oh my god! He's, a, he's on my LED oh. lights now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna do that. One tap. One tap. <laughs> no, Mothman. <laughs> he's dead now. <laughs> Mothman. <laughs> 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 oh no. I'm gonna draw his death. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, that's, um. I don't know. I kind of feel bad now yeah, for killing no, him. Yeah, I feel bad. Yeah, he was. He's probably just trying to live. But, you know. That's what you get for annoying me, I guess. Oh man, I've, uh, that just opened up like this hidden capsule on my mind. Imagine if you were an insect, but you could, it's like sleep paralysis. You could see everything you're doing, but you couldn't control it because it's a uh, predatory instinct and survival instinct. Oh, holy shit. I, we need to do some research on how yeah. do bugs, like, how do bugs move? That's interesting. Yeah, do they move based on. Instincts. Logical thinking or instincts? I mean, their brains are pretty fucking small, so I really yeah. doubt it's logic. Well, yeah, I, I reckon, you know, because, like, surely some type of bird has realized, whoa, this is a giant spider web for a, what are they called, those big spiders in Australia that hunt birds? No, I fucking oh, idea. I have no clue. Huntsman... No, the big ones, the the ones that eat birds, the spiders that eat birds, they, like, surely birds are smart <laughs> enough to think, whoa, I shouldn't fly this low because I might get caught by one of the big spiders. That's, um, what's it called? Um, Is that instinct? Natural selection, definitely. The yeah. birds that were smart enough to avoid yeah, those so it is are the logical. ones that survived. Well, birds uh, probably have a big enough brain to move freely. Yeah. Like, you know, take for example, uh, what's it called? An eagle. An eagle could spot a fucking anything from the sky and yeah. just come and nick it and eat it. Why, why not? Yeah. I mean, it's a hunter. It's a predator. So... Everything is kind of prey for that bird. And that is like kind of the division between people who, you know, 
There well, is that prey or predator. Yeah, between Wait. people who think that they have power. Yeah. And you know, um, I personally see myself more as a very neutral kind of neutral chaotic. Definitely. Oh fuck that! I hate all of that shit with the neutral chaotic. That's more for D and D, bro. What is that shit? Dungeons and Dragons. No. You don't know Dungeons and Dragons. Well, I know about Dungeons and Dragons, but what is the neutral? That's your alignments, I guess. Like, my alignment for one of my characters. Like, I think everyone on who's listening would hate me for the race I chose. I was an Aarakocra druid, and I had rolled a crap ton of high rolls for my stats. So... I was chilling, and I was probably one of the most overpowered um, characters ever because Aarakocra just have free flight. And I was limited by, you know, everything in the terms of if I started abusing my free flight, everyone would have hate me. Yeah. And everyone abuses it anyways, so I was not going to be that idiot to do that. And, you know, my character was pretty overpowered. And he was just like, hell yes, if I feel like burning down a fucking kindergarten, I'm going to go and burn down a fucking kindergarten. That is kind of what the chaotic neutral is. And then there's the lawful good who would fucking kill you if you were, like, you know, being shady. And, you know, paladins. Fuck paladins, dude. I fucking hate paladins. If you play a paladin, you suck. <laughs> that was aggressive, Jesus. Yeah, what, what's well, wrong with paladins? I don't know. They're just lawful good, right? Yeah, just... and that's that's what I hate. Yeah, because there was a bunch of memes based off that template. I didn't understand what it was, but it was dude. Fuck the template and fuck the meme. It was more about the alignments of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Holy shit. Oh my god, there was even a religion or, you know, something like that that my character was into. Oh fuck. Religion and D and D? Is that yeah. a thing? Yeah, you you can actually um get some sort of powers from being religious. And my religion was Jeff the Cockroach. And, you know, I could summon Jeff the Cockroach to come and rape me. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Was that his literal ability? Yeah. Did it give you anything? Like a Yeah, buff? I could murder everyone, probably. <laughs> like, if we searched it up now, we could find the whole description of what the religion in Ju- Dungeons and Dragons was for Jeff the Cockroach. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Stop writing. Kind of. It's just trickling. Yeah. Rain, um, you know, kind of gets me in that weird vibe where I think, damn, I am enjoying the whole part of the cycle. I can change the LED lights. I like that. Yeah, it's always nice to have a change of uh, scenery for me. This feels very nature-like, like welcoming. It's a welcoming green, everybody. Definitely. I want you to close your eyes and imagine a green that takes you to a field full of sheep, full of dandelions, surrounded by these tall, long trees, these oak trees with their acorns, Hell yeah. And just, just roll around in the grass for a bit. 
you know, like smell the sheep shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I thought you were gonna say like smell the aroma of the flowers, but no, it was the sheep shit. Oh, <laughs> um, all joking aside, it's actually a really nice green. I enjoy this. Yeah, it definitely um, would fit a lot with the smell of. Is it cabbage trees? It's a really nostalgic what smell. What the fuck? Cabbage trees have a smell? No, I'm not sure, but it's a very weird smell. I'll take you later to that place. Yeah. Because um, when I first moved to New Zealand, I would always chill in my backyard in the old yeah. house down at Graham's Road. Yeah. And um, I would just sit on this timber deck and it would smell really nice. And I always smell that smell when I go down... Um, at Burnside High, at the back field of where the bikes, you know, where all the bike kids go out to yep. Flay Park. Yep. It's a really nostalgic smell for me, and that's kind of what the colour green smells for me, just because it's like that smell of um, that energy. That, that smell is just like my subconscious has connected that smell with the very powerful energy of moving from one side of the world to the other and it gives me a really really powerful aura yeah and i just sit there in awe like i was there at about 5 30 in the morning today yeah um i had five this hat on I had the speaker on me. I was playing Memories by Kid Cudi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All great the crazy song. shit I did tonight. Yeah, great song, great song. Those will be the best memories. And I was just blasting that on my speaker, skating down there, oh, shit. smoking my cigarette <laughs> with this hat on, looking like I'm a helicopter because the thingy spins. <laughs> it spins. I love it so much. Man, I need to thank Jackson that he just put this hat on my head. It's yeah. it's just kind of made my um, life better. This hat is just amazing. It's kind of made it the meme. Do you connect colors with flavors? Yeah, definitely. When I close my eyes, I can I can see colors a lot because um, you know I can see colors when I listen to music, but not so much when it comes down to flavors. But I definitely have started exploring the mixture of combining different things because like, I got, I'm gonna be- What do you mean different things? Like, Oh, it's not just different food. It's food that I have eaten pretty much every day of my life. But I've always eaten like, you know, the vegetables first, then, you know, the mashed potatoes and then the meat, mm-hmm. you know? And one day I just decided, yo, I'm gonna try it together with you know, the sausages yeah. and the mashed potatoes together, and they rock. They rock together. And, you know, recently I've just been trying to add in the vegetables in that mixture of meat and, you know, meat. Meat and mashed potato. Yeah. And I tried, you know, sausages with mashed potato and silver beet, and it was probably one of the best combinations of yeah. food that I've ever tried. And you know, it sounds like the simplest thing, but they kind of complement each other very well. And I'm super glad that I've been doing that. And that's kind of in Ratatouille, where he started 
eating one of them and he would close his eyes and he'd and see, see the, the colors. swirls and stuff. And then when he mixed oh my them, God, it went yeah. insane. Yeah. Holy shit. That's what I felt today. For dinner, we had um, samosas and this salad. Oh my God. I thought I would like, I actually thought I wouldn't like it, but it was this really flaky Samoa. It was so good. It was beautiful. I thought I wouldn't like the salad, but alone the salad is kind of meh. But with the samosa, oh my god, you see the swirls, man. You actually see the yeah. swirls. It's great. Yeah, I know. That's kind of what happens um, to me when I listen to music. Like, um, a lot of the times I just close my eyes. And, you know, because I have done um, quite a deal of, um, you know, acid <laughs> i get a lot of flashbacks when i listen to um songs that i was tripping to like for example one of the most meaningful songs to me ever is probably policy of truth by depeche mode and the reason behind it is because i used to tell a lot of lies so that i can seem cool and yeah. the policy of truth kind of talks about, you know, never again is what you swore the time before. Mm. And, you know, it kind of talks about that, how you keep lying and you have to pretend and shit like that. And that sucks because being a good liar, you have to remember every single lie. And I'm glad that now I can be honest about everything. And I don't particularly care. Like, if someone asked me, oh, what were you doing last night? I would totally tell them what I did last night. I totally just, you know, recorded my podcast. Why would I lie about anything anymore? My life isn't boring anymore. Mm. So, yeah, when I listen to those songs and I close my eyes, I can kind of see the same patterns that I saw then, the... Those patterns, those colors, they get the emotions, and those emotions are the meaning that the song has. Your interpretation of the song is what gives the song so much meaning. Wow. That's cool. And you know, a lot of people might think that I'm like this dude who listens to only drum and bass and parties all the time, but you know, kind of recently, I've been listening to a lot of weird stuff like you know goodbye oh, moon man pink batman by dan deacon when i was done dying and shit like that man i connect music with emotions so often it's same it's very um ah certain songs are very reminiscent of different emotions i had at that time oh man what's up that kind of made me break through a lot of the stuff that I've been trying to think through with my head for, like, why I listen to a lot of the songs that I listen the to. The old songs? Like, yeah. yeah. And um, I used to listen to very emotional songs, which just very upbeat. And, you know, for example, um, drum and bass, the reason why I listened to it so much was because I wanted to be wasted all the goddamn time. And drum and bass made me feel like I could just dance off and feel like I'm on, you know, ecstasy again. 
And I'm pretty glad that I have completely dropped the idea of doing MD anymore yeah. because I don't want to be like that. It sucks. It does. Hmm. That sort of reminds me of addiction. Uh, addiction has been like a looming figure over my life. It sort of controlled the people around me and shaped how I've grown as a person. Because yeah. a lot of a lot of close people in my family have been addicted to one substance or another, and it sort of not only has it impacted how I feel about that substance, but also how I feel about addiction, and how addiction is a son of a bitch. Like it creeps up on you, man. One Definitely. day, yeah, one day you'll just be chilling, and the next, you just want another, and you want another, and another. Yeah, and um, it can be with anything. It can, it can be, be literally anything because you can get addicted to anything. You can get addicted to walking your dog. That's serious, <laughs> man. Yeah, I know. Oh, there was a meme that I saw that this guy was addicted to cracking cans open, and at one yeah. point he was just cracking cans by himself. Was he drinking them? No, not oh. anymore. He was just addicted to the crack. Not like, you know, the crack, but he was addicted <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> He was addicted to cracking cans open, to opening cans. Yeah. And that's you know insane. Yeah. For me, I have um experienced addiction a few times. And um you know, I have come out of um addiction quite well. Why is it purple, bro? That's because of um is it the lighting? Yeah, definitely. If I set it to blue and then to red. Oh, red is nice. I like red. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. How long? Addiction. Oh, shit. shit. It's female. 57 minutes. Yeah. Addiction is a bitch for sure. And, you know. I personally have experienced quite a few of them. I've been addicted to cigarettes, and I'm pretty glad I've stopped smoking TaylorMades. Like, you know, TaylorMade cigarettes. I am pretty proud that I don't want to smoke them anymore because they just don't pop off for me. I have my Rollies, and I smoke like one or two of them if I feel like it. Like, I still haven't had a cigarette today. And I'm so glad that Good on I'm, you, good on you, good job. Yeah, I'm so glad that I have this vape because the vape, I don't even hit it as much anymore and my yeah. juice is just going to last me pretty much forever. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it just kind of rocks for me that I have kind of battled through that addiction because something that people yeah. don't understand about addiction is a lot of the addictions, people just don't have control over them. Exactly. And you don't realize it most of the time. Yeah. And you assume it's normal and then one person might just ask, whoa, you've had like five today, are you good? Yeah. And boom. For Six me. Six the next, seven the next day, you're fucked. Yeah, for me, um, how I realized actually that I was going down a really bad path was after I realized that I had no way to get cigarettes when um, lockdown happened, yeah. I had no way of getting my nicotine. Yeah. I had no vape. I had no cigarettes. I had nothing except, you know, drugs. And 
I kind of got off cigarettes big time during lockdown. Yeah. And that really helped because I moved, you know, from Bulgaria where cigarettes were like four fifty New Zealand dollars or Cheap like five cheese. five bucks essentially. For a for a pack of tailor Yeah, for a pack of tailor mates. Fuck. And you know Tailor Maids is like what, twenty, twenty five pack? Twenties. It was just twenty packs of Marlboro Reds yeah. every fucking day. And at one point I was smoking two packs per day. And that God. sucked. That sucked. You it was constantly have a cigarette in your mouth. Hey. Yeah, it just sucked. And it was like a very big weight when I was craving cigarettes. I would yeah. feel a very big oh, weight of suffocation. Yeah. yeah, that wanting to have that hit of the cigarette. And it wasn't Fuck. really about the nicotine at That's that point. That's toxic, man. That's a yeah. horrible feeling, isn't it? Yeah, it sucks. It's like drowning, but in a gooey kind oh. of... It sucks. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's where depression and addiction are really similar, where you feel like you're drowning. Yeah, usually when people fall into addiction, when they, it's when they realize they're addicted that they fall into depression. Yeah, Or even when they don't realize and they just become addicted because they're depressed. Yeah, true that. The thing with um, my addiction towards nicotine in particular was I at one point just realized dude this is I do not have the money for cigarettes because here they cost heaps I spent nearly $40 on a um, pack of Marlboro Reds and I smoked through it all at, at the party Fuck, dude. And, you know, I didn't even realize until the next morning that I only had, like, seven cigarettes left. And my dumbass decided to smoke another three that morning, so I was left yeah. with four tailies. Yeah. But that has definitely not been the biggest addiction that... Um, not the most ruining addiction for me. Like, it definitely controlled my life the most. Yeah. Nicotine has definitely controlled me the most. I, If you remember when I first came to the friend group in school, I was constantly like, fuck, man, I really want a cigarette. I'm craving nicotine. Yeah. I want nicotine. Skitsy, yeah. Yeah, it was just not normal. And at one point, I just stopped giving a fuck about it. That's so difficult. Most people can't do that. Yeah. For sure. The addictions, in my opinion, that ruin people's lives the most are opioid addictions. Opioid addictions. Opioids as in, you know... Can you get prescribed opioids? Yeah, for dumb shit as well. Like, you can... I have considered um, once or twice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I was... um, When I went down and got perks from this dealer and then I went to another this this kid was like 15 and he Fuck. gave me 25 codeine pills for about 10 bucks and I was like ah oh, sweet and that's I popped through those 25 pills within five days together with the perks I also took about 50 megs of tramadol I had DXM as well at one point and I was taking clonopin clonopin yeah What's that? That's a benzo. Hmm. And benzos... Do they mix well with 
they uh, you um, shouldn't mix them with opioids at all. Yeah. Not because you will die from it, but it's too good. You should never experience that. And people get prescribed, you know, a benzo like Xanax for their um, anxiety, and then you know, oxycotin. No, I think it's yeah, perks for the pain, like then they wonder why people go around being addicted to all of this dumb shit. He's back. He's alive. Mothman. That's Mothman too. I feel like, I don't feel like, I see that whenever things are dealt on the streets, it is seen as dodgy and, you know, like, just horrible. Just, this drug is horrible. But when it's prescribed in a pharmacy... It's not horrible suddenly. Yeah. Suddenly, it's great, and it helps you with pain. And you take one every 24 hours, and you pay me this amount of money, you know? Yeah, it's like, and then you get addicted to that painkiller, and then man. you can't get off it. And, and they're not prescribing you more, and instead of, oh fuck, this is nice, instead of a <laughs> treatment, instead of sending you to a drug rehabilitation center, they're, they're just feeding they're, you with more. They're feeding you with more, and that's what happens when you get older. You just get fed pills and pills and pills. And for young people, when they can't get that prescription that they need, or that prescription of more because this is the certain amount they're meant to take but they're addicted they turn to the streets and that's when it becomes dangerous because turning to the streets means lace stuff dangerous streets dangerous people and just it's just grimy yeah. you know you just or turning to harder substances like in the case yeah. in America actually they have an opioid crisis they've had an opioid crisis for a long time fucking time and you know people people shouldn't be prescribed like there's a very simple solution and that is don't get prescribed don't prescribe that kind of meds to people yeah they ruin people's lives you could just give ketamine to someone for their pain and you know there's a benefit out of it ketamine kind of pain but yeah ketamine also makes you um come out of it thinking damn what the fuck did I just see? What the hell? And also, you haven't been feeling your pain because it's tranquilizer. It's a fucking horse tranquilizer. Yeah, but it works way better in terms of, you know, you won't get super addicted to a super powerful substance like heroin. Like, yeah. if, you're, if you're on perks, you would turn to heroin, most likely. Or you'd turn to morphine or even fentanyl. And then you die. A lot of people die. Morphine is... Dude, it's nasty. Dude, I... um, I actually have a funny story about when I... um, Because I've had two opioid downfalls in my life where I just completely went off. It started... Huggers! <laughs> Mothman. Mothman too. He's gonna die as well by the looks of it. Mm. But as I was saying, um, he's getting close to the slides. Sorry, go on. Yeah, 
Well, first one, I was um, on lots of coding and I was smoking heaps of weed with it and, you know, that's probably um, another solution for pain is just get prescribed with weed and if the pain gets really bad, then you can take one codeine and it amplifies with the weed and you don't feel pain and also you're probably not going to get addicted. But what I was doing is I was popping crap tons of codeine pills and my dumbass decided, hey yo, why don't I purify these and, you know, make them into morphine. And that's... How do you... I can find you the recipe because I followed it. (laughs) What am I going to use the recipe for, dude? (laughs) Dude, isn't morphine a painkiller? Yes. Oh, God. It's a very strong opioid. It's essentially the demo version of heroin. Hell fucking no. Never do opioids. That's my advice. I just Dead. No, Mothman too. Yeah. Uh, I just think drugs, are, uh, it does open your mind to see new things, but it also... It steals something from you. And it helps you escape from your original mindset. And meditation... I I think people, when they're in a bad place mentally, usually they turn to some sort of drug. Be it cigarettes, booze, or any kind of drug, that's true. For example... Um, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. When people are stressed, that's what we were talking about with Max. Yeah. When people are stressed, they smoke cigarettes because they they make you feel less stressed. Or if they have anxiety or depression, they get prescribed Xanax or antidepressants. Yeah, well, I don't necessarily think that antidepressants are so bad. Except well, they're like, different. Yeah, they're a different thing. SSRIs, for sure. There are selective um, serotonin receptor inhibitors that... Um, Essentially, just change up how your serotonin gets sent out for your body. So, yeah. Well, good thing we talked about that without having him hear about that all. <laughs> Anyways, I might roll myself a dart. Hmm. How long has it been? It's been an hour and ten minutes. We can rock this for about ten or twenty more minutes and then go outside and skate if it's not raining. Yeah, hopefully it's not too wet. Yeah, that too. It's just, you know, people shouldn't be prescribed with those stuff when there's so much better solutions people can you know I don't know it's such a simple solution but people just care about money and that brings us back that people are super controlled by money that they're completely fine with ruining someone else's life like stealing someone's art yeah or putting them on drugs that they shouldn't be on Like, you know, a friend of ours actually 
I, I'm pretty sure that you know her. Her dad is actually on Tramadol for his back pain. Uh, you do know her, but I'm pretty sure yeah, she wouldn't want to yeah, yeah, be mentioned don't, about don't. that. And she'll definitely I'll know. Sure. I'll just say sure. Yeah. If she's listening. She's definitely listening because she's really close to us. Oh. Okay. Hello, female. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Anyway, what were you saying? I just think that there could have been a way better solution for, you know, his back pain. Like... Yeah, I agree. Those meds are Well, there's are always not... better solutions, but is it... Yeah. Is it good for the pharmacy? Like, they don't gain anything, so why would they do it? And that's sad, and that's really sad. It's just a little bit of extra money. Yeah. And it... Oh, fuck. It just... It's so painful to see. How fucked this is. How fucked the system is. This is what I was talking about in the last one. The system should be fluid with you, not you trying to adjust to the system. And that brings me back to the schooling system. That the school system is not made for everyone to work. And it could be. And I know it's really hard work, and if everyone's like, oh, yeah, but, um, you know, if you're that smart, then you come up with it. Well, fuck yeah, I'm going to come up with it if you're too lazy to do it. That kind of reminds me of um, pro-life is actually, ironically, it's like, oh, but what if that kid cures cancer? Well, why don't you come up with the cure of cancer if you're so fucking, um, you know set up about that it kind of sucks like sure it's none of my business about the fetus you know because it's a woman's choice on what she should do with her own baby and i have no say in that but um i still see no point in being pro-life for that dumbass reason come up with a better reason next time please <laughs> like think about it yeah doesn't well, make that sense. it doesn't it doesn't yeah it doesn't make sense because you don't actually know if that person is gonna create the cure. So why say that you're lying to yourself and the person you're talking to? Yeah, you're kind of about. forcing someone to have a baby that they don't really want. Well, it's their choice. It's not. It's absolutely none of your business. Like, why would you even get involved in this situation if you're a male? Exactly. It's not your choice. Yes, you impregnated them, but it's their baby. Well, and it's inside what of I, I was talking to Diesel about this, and he was like, oh, but don't you think, like, males should have some sort of, um, you know, say in it? And I was like... It's not inside of them, though. Yeah, but it's, it's not it inside of you inside. as a male. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the thing about that, I was like, look, man, I definitely think that a male should, you know, be yeah, able to the, talk to the exactly. girl freely about that. That is exactly how I feel. This should be some line of negotiation where the male does get a say to express his emotion about the baby. But... Yeah. It's his fault for impregnating her. That is it, the... when you impregnate someone, or you don't use con 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 <laughs> contraception. <laughs> when you don't use it, you accept the consequences that it is the woman's choice whether she wants to keep this baby or not. True that.
And that is another thing that now should be taught in school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it kind of, as I said, every. It sucks because males don't actually know how to act. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I only know this because, like, from you and shit. Yeah, I only know this because um, I have talked to a lot of actual feminists. Like, not third-wave feminists that are, like... They're not even feminists. They're actually fucking sexist Nazis, in my opinion. Like, oh, all men should be killed. Fuck men. No, I think you should be killed for being sexist and con continuing this um, chain of hatred. I respect your opinion, but please fuck off. Exactly. Yeah. Like, sure, men have treated women shit, and I believe that men should actually be more considerate about it. And there's not a more considerate. They should change. Yes, men need a change. Bro. Yes, that that's the better way to word it. Actually, when you think about it. But what I meant by considerate was they should be more considerate with what has happened in the past, and they should accept that their the fathers, off. their fathers of the fathers, have treated women yeah. like shit, and you know. It's Boys so hard now. for them to accept that. They yeah. can't. They yeah. take offense by that. Yeah, that's what. That's like the best line of 2020 that one of my friends told me on my first episode was, I am not offending you. Go screw yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Pe I don't know. Some people would be like, oh, yeah, but boys commit suicide too. But, you know, you're... In most cases, when people say boys are committing suicide too, they're kind of trying to silence, you know, people opening about rape. The, the word that fucks me over in that sentence is so, too. Like, yeah. these people too. Like, of course those people, but we're not talking about those people right yeah, now. Yeah, it's like... We understand that those people... Oh but, my god, me and Jack were talking about that. It was, um... About Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Because this, I, I'm very careful how I word this because I can get in a lot of trouble and a lot of people might hate me for my opinion on this. I'm not racist in any way. I just think that the white people going on about um, Black Lives Matter and telling you know other people that they should be offended, that's kind of bullshit in my opinion. And, you know, yeah, sure... All lives matter, but right now we're talking about black lives. And, you know, sure, but also there's a lot of other people hurting as well. What about, you know, um, the Roma people in the Balkans? What about the people in Syria? What about, you know, all the homeless people? What oh, about all the, homeless what about all the sex slave trafficking? Oh, fuck, that's horrible. That's such a nasty topic, but we have to open it up to people. Yeah, and people are like... Yeah, but, um, screw yourself, you're such a racist, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm not racist, I'm just trying to be considerate, or, you know, know that everyone is actually in the shit, and if you Everyone's are right... in the shit, but we're talking about the people that are in the worst mess right now. Yeah. We're not talking about, you know, some privileged white male. Because that. Do you think white males are the most privileged... In a way, yeah. I mean... I, I don't know, it's hard. It's hard to talk about this kind of topic because you've got to be really careful, eh? 
Yeah, it's really easy to slip up on this one and say something that you're not supposed to say. Well, uh, you should express yourself, but also be considerate, I guess. I mean, you can't just rock up somewhere and say, ahaha, I hate, you know, this colour of people. I hate this group of people because you're groupifying and that's essentially what every... in America, it's hate speech. Yeah, it's not allowed to do that. And I don't think it's wait, okay. Wait, no, no, no. It's hate speech here, but in America, it's um, they have freedom of speech. Oh, yeah, That's why true. they're all fucked up. That's why they have all the rednecks and shit talking. Trash. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that they're now going to get a change of president. Oh, Biden isn't even that great, though. Yeah, but everyone is kind of better than the other guy. Trump. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. He's a reality TV star. I think Kanye West would Didn't be Didn't he do bit. WWE at some point? Nah. <laughs> How the fuck can you go in your career from WWE to the president? How the fuck? That's impossible. That should be impossible. But he's that so kind of rich convinces that me. That kind of convinces me. Oh, he's he is rich, but the way he's made money is through um, cheating the system. Oh, the small loan of a million dollars, man. Bruh. Sh- the share market just helps the richer get richer. The, the rich richer, get richer. The rich get richer. Yeah, that that works. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. That is how the system works. And that is why I think that this system is absolute bullshit. Yeah. It's like, that's not very cool. What the fuck? Yeah, that's the effect of the cyan color that we've got on right now. Because, like, um, blue and red make purple. Yeah. <laughs> Should we wrap it up soon? Yeah, definitely. An hour and twenty-one. Fuck, um, that's a lot. I wonder if anyone's still listening. I mean, they should. Like, hopefully. Yeah. Thank you. Congrats to you. <laughs> Message me. You've won your prize of a million dollars <laughs> for listening to this <laughs> random podcast. Now you got to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. For sure, though, um, please download this podcast. It would really help me out um, in getting a paid sponsorship. And I'll probably open up a website for some merch. And, you know, I might get around to doing some live streaming with you on Terraria. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Terraria is awesome. Yeah. I might um, do a review on Hyperlight Drifter on Hell the yeah. podcast. I'll be down to watch that. Fuck we'll yeah. We'll listen to that. Fuck you. <clears throat> yeah. So thank you for listening to this episode, I guess. Thank you very much. And um, thank you for having me, lady. Thank you for being here. It's been an absolute blast. Yeah. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Peace out.